Hi, friends. Hello, should I delete that, listeners? We still have some tickets left for our live tour and we would absolutely love to see you there. On Thursday, the 23rd of May, we will be performing in the London Islington Assembly Hall. On Monday, the 27th of May, we will be in Salford. On Tuesday, the 28th of May, we'll be in Glasgow. Sunday, the 2nd of June, Birmingham. Monday, the 3rd of June, Bristol. And Tuesday, the 4th of June in Southampton. You can get your tickets at aegpresents.co.uk or via the link in the show notes or our Instagram bios. We really hope we see you there. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Should I Delete... It's just Alex that hates hanging out with her friends. <laughs> She's joining it. By the time this episode comes out, Al and I will have been away. We're going away for the night together. Romantic getaway for two, plus all the other people that are coming. And... Um, separate rooms, so nice. I must add. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. We're not having an affair. But also, I was like, Al says she's bringing earmuffs. I'm bringing ear defenders. I'm going to put my aeroplane mode on my plane, on my phone. Uh, Do you know how, like, personally I take this? Because, you know, my Alex sleeps with um, an eye mask and earplugs in. I'm like, I take this personally. Dave does too, actually. (laughs) And with a pillow between us. Like, he puts a pillow barrier up between us. Oh, my God. What is he, like, 12? <laughs> and I... Do you know what? I never get a straight answer from him when, when I ask him. I'm like, why? Because I very much keep to my side of the bed. Like, I turn over to the other side and I, I'm like, I literally sleep on the edge of the bed. So I don't know why, but I think he just... He likes, like, a little den feeling. Or he just wants to get away from me. Yeah, I, like, sometimes I do, like... I'll just be sitting there in bed, like, still kind of talking to Alex, you know, it's like having a nice life, being like, you know, married and together forever. And it, like midway through the conversation, it's just the earplugs start going in. Like, I'm, I'm like, oh, okay. But you know what? They don't fucking work because last night was that crazy thunderstorm. And to be fair, I think I did give him a heart attack because you know, when you're like, you know, it's the middle of the night and a storm is happening or something's happening, and you just all of your like rational brain is just like, see ya, and you just end up with like the complete like dregs of yourself. And I was like, oh my god, maybe it's raining inside. I was like, have we ever had a storm this bad? Maybe it's raining through the doors. So I got like into my head, I was like, I need to go and check because we've got these like, like a Juliet balcony in our room, which is the stupidest thing. I don't know why they call it that. It's just, it's not a balcony at all. It's just, I don't understand it. Do you know? Do, do you aware? Are you aware of the concept of a Juliet balcony? Yeah, yeah, I don't get it either. It's not a balcony. I just think it's a stupid estate agent word for like a window with a fence on it. But like, why have they even made those? I just I don't understand. The only time I quite appreciated it was in COVID. But I would have rather when I actually had COVID because I was like stuck in my room because Alex was downstairs. But I would have rather an actual balcony. Is there such, is like normal balconies just called Romeo balconies? I used to have a balcony and I, and I, I literally, it was part of the reason that we moved into the place and I, did, I, I must have used it like 
twice in the three years that we were there. However, when I was in Paris, I had a balcony and we used that a lot, but that was because we lived in the tiniest space ever. And there were like three of us in a one bedroom flat. So we kind of needed that, but. But also if you live in Paris, like it's like like part of the rules. It's like, it's legislation there, isn't it? That you have to like sit out on your balcony with a stupid little coffee cup and smoke cigarettes. And a croissant, yeah. 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 Anyway, I have a stupid Juliet balcony and I just, I still, I really don't understand them. I, I just think it would have been so much cheaper just to put a window in, but that's by the by. Um, that's anyway. I didn't even, like, it's not even, like, I didn't pay for that window. Like, that window was there when I got there. I don't know why I'm so angry about it, but anyway. It's a you seem pressed. Not a door. You seem pressed. Whatever. Let's move on. I went um, to go and check, no, because I haven't even finished a stupid oh, story. Oh, God, I've forgotten where the heart attack. story started. I, I went to the Juliet balcony to go and check to see if it was raining inside because I had the drugs with my brain. And at that point, Alex's mask, Alex's like defense system cracked, like his defense against me at nighttime. Like I got through it as I was like bending over to like feel the, like (laughs) naked, like bending over in the dark to like feel the carpet. So he must've just like opened his eyes to this like clap of thunder. And then it's just like (laughs) me on like all fours. Bounds. I can, I actually understand now why. Yeah, it's why making he sense. Does what he does. It's making yeah. sense. The barrier. And he just, but it keeps happening. Actually, I just keep waking him up at the moment, like with that, or like, I mean, in my defence, he fell asleep on the loo the other day. I'm like, what, like Elvis Presley or something? But he went for like a midnight wee that he sat down for because he said he was like half asleep and then something. He said he actually said it happens quite a lot where like he sits down on the loo and then sort of like falls back Aww. to sleep. And then I woke up because he'd gone to the loo being like, I need the loo. And then I went and stood and waited next to him. But for reasons best known to myself, I didn't say anything. I just stood there and waited for him to finish because I thought that was polite. And then when he woke up, he looked round and I was just like standing there in the dark over him whilst he was asleep on the loo. <laughs> oh, but I think the moral of the story there is just like, don't be asleep on the loo. God, I see, I, I sleep so deeply. When I get to sleep, I'm in such a deep sleep. I don't hear storms. I don't hear anything. The storm last night was so bad. And I woke up thinking, God, it must be like 4am. And it was 11.15. I was like, oh. what time did I go to bed? <laughs> I hate when that happens. Okay, I have an is it just me? Wedding advice, please. I love this. I just love wedding advice stuff. Uh, Hello, love the podcast and would appreciate your wisdom on this dilemma. Is it just me that feels very, very, very stressed at the thought of having a traditional slash big wedding, but doesn't want to miss out on the exciting bits like bridal dress shopping? I've always thought I'd wanted the traditional white wedding, but the more I hear about the stress, the planning and the money, I'm increasingly put off. My partner and I are talking about getting married and we feel more comfortable having a low-key day with a do at a restaurant we love in our home city of Bristol. I see a lot of people having bands, magicians, entertainment, ETC, but that isn't us. I worry people would think our day was boring or not special enough. And I also don't want to regret not planning a big event, but the anxiety I feel even thinking about this tells me it's not what... I or we want is it selfish to be totally selfish on your wedding day and do what you want I feel as though I've kind of answered my question here but appreciate your thoughts and insights as you have both planned and had weddings fairly recently lots of love have whatever the fuck you want literally have whatever you want but also you can still this is the best bit about it being your wedding just pick and choose the bit that you want go to a restaurant like you said and just Mm. like and from your guest point of view as somebody that frequents the wedding scene um that sounds 
great. I went to a wedding on Sunday where we didn't even watch them get married because they already got married and we just went for a picnic style spread in her mum's garden and it was fucking great. Right. So, right. like, this is my favourite thing. It's just watching how everybody does their weddings. Definitely. Yeah. You do literally whatever you want. You can do a do in... You can do a do at the restaurant and still wear the white dress you want to wear. You can do whatever you want. And, yeah. and that's the thing, especially with my ex. We did, had a lot of weddings in Germany because he was German. And they, they're a lot uh, more low-key over there, the weddings, than they are here. Like, it was like people would go to, like, the wedding in jeans and stuff. Like, jeans and trainers. Yeah. And I just think, like, and all of them we had a fantastic time at. Like, none of that stuff matters. You just do whatever you want to do. And also... Like, what do you remember once when you go to weddings? Like, I never remember, like, the flowers or, like, the table favours or the, like, the table arrangements. Like, I just don't remember that stuff. I just remember, like, did I have a good time? And there's only so many favours people want. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't know, coasters and stuff or, like, yeah. things. Yeah. There's only so many you've got space for in your life. Like, I think as a guest, like, also... If you just do a low-key do, that's great. Do a dinner. People can come. People can go home. People don't have to fork out for a hotel. They don't have to, like, spend ages on an outfit. They don't have to spend loads and loads of money. Like, that. it's not just your money you're saving. Like, I definitely think it's not selfish at all to do no. more low-key wedding. But, yeah, like, I think that's the whole point, really, of your wedding is that it's exactly what you want. And if you're just doing something that's already making you anxious and you haven't even started doing it yet, then just fucking don't don't totally because i think like some people love all to do to plan a huge wedding and all the finishing touches and if you do then go to town and if you can like go to town and that's great like have a fantastic time but low-key is just as fun oh my god do whatever you want to do but i do get the pressure as well because you do see a lot on instagram of these incredible weddings that have they have, like, every last detail has been thought of. But you can still think of every last detail of a much smaller day. Yeah, exactly. Right. And actually, arguably, you can put more time and attention into what yeah. you're doing. Yeah. Because it's on a smaller scale, which actually is lovely. You can, you know, there's bits that you still love, like the wedding dress or, like, I don't know, specific traditions, like a first dance or, like, whatever. You can still do all of that. Yeah. Just go however you want. Yeah. My friend got married in a pub. Uh, well, no, sorry. Got married at registry office and then we went to the pub. One of my best friends. And we had the best time. The best time. Podcast listeners, we've just had to have a little break in the podcast because Em does the Be Real thing app whatever social media thing it now. it didn't need to be a break we could have we could have moved straight through i'm pretty well efficient. you interrupted me with your suddenly getting your phone up and you're doing the peace sign and i'm like what what's going on what we did what was it's like what's, being supposed to kylie jenner what's going on it? literally <laughs> i always think that like it's like what is that quote it's like kim stop taking selfies your sister's going to jail <laughs> <laughs> do you know what what since you've been talking about the new season of the Kardashians, I've I keep thinking I want to watch it. I want to watch it, and Dave is out tonight, and I think I'm going to try and watch it. Actually, to work Have out you how. seen? 
I haven't seen the new season yet because I'm still on season 12. I'm watching Hey You. Okay. Have you seen the new photos of Kim Kardashian that have come out today? With the bleached brows? With the bleached brows. First yeah. of all, who are you, Sophie Butler? Like, love to see it. <laughs> yeah. um, but also, I thought she looked like Bimini from British Drag Race. Uh, let me have a... I'm just this like, wow. This photo is really, like, uh, blew my mind. I know. The bum. <laughs> Bloody hell. She looks like Donatella Versace. She does look like Versace. Donatella. Don't know why I said that backwards. Also, on the 6th of September, Kim Kardashian posted an Instagram post. And it's a photo of her with the bleached eyebrows in front of the American flag. Which is an odd time to be a patriot, if you ask me Mm. as a woman. Um, But then, if you just swipe to the second thing, it's a video. And it looks like the man who's holding the reflector thing is wearing clown shoes. And it's really tickled me. Please have a look. (laughs) Wait, wait, where is this? I've just given a very detailed... I've I've just drawn you a map. (laughs) <laughs> what is that oh they're little like booties for the set um so yeah so kim Kardashian did an interview earlier this week and and she literally it was i it is quite embarrassing she was asked do you think that your beauty regime and how you look is like unattainable um or do you think you're like promoting unrealistic beauty standards and she said that her look is like completely attainable um she said that like she just cares. I really genuinely care about looking good. I probably care more than 90% of the people on this planet. It's not easy when you're a mom and you're exhausted at the end of the day, you're in school and I'm all of the above. I do my beauty treatments late at night. After everyone's in bed, I'm doing laser treatments. That is commitment. That is so you much see, commitment. I think she's wrong. Like she says at the beginning of the interview, I think it's attainable to most people. And then she's saying at the end of the video, after my kids have gone to bed, I'm doing laser treatment. Exactly. So she's got laser machines in her house. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is that? It would be like, if, if most people tried it, if me and Alex tried that after we put Boa to bed, it's like Alex standing with a laser pen, just like shooting me in the forehead. But like, is this woman just that out of touch with the real world? Do you think she's just so immersed in this, this like where everything is attainable to her there like no, there is no limitations to what she can have do you think she's just completely out of touch so she's just like well that's normal like if you know normal people can do that too i don't know i was really shocked by this interview because i was like it's i get being out be, of touch man. but this is a new level of being out of touch to think that people can just like oh my kids have gone to bed now now i can i can get my personal trainer around i can i can get my dermatologist around my esthetician around like come on yeah because this is i want I want laser treatment to look like Kim Kardashian, but I genuinely wouldn't know where to go or what to ask for. Like, I, because it's so extensive. You know, it's not like she's just yeah. having, like, a peel every now and then. I know. It's like fucking everything. Literally everything. Literally everything. And she, and, and it does kill me. Like, they asked if she'd had any surgery or injectables, and she said the only thing she's ever had is a little bit of Botox absolute I'm like bullshit. I'm like you just can't this is just outrageous it's outrageous like, I genuinely I would like eat both my hands like I would just like sit here in front of you and just Same. like eat them if that were true literally because like, I know appalling. the beginning of it they're talking about how like because Kim Chris is quite open about her facelift and yes. she's had her titties done and then, but she's not marketing her body, you know what I mean? Like, she's just doing that for her. So I guess there's no, like, shame. But Kylie denies it, too. You know, she says she's had her lips done and that's it. And it's like, sweetheart, 
you look like gorgeous but a doll yeah she like you a just doll. can't like oh it's but, I I on on Nadine's advice bought mm. the Paula's Choice salicylic oh. acid, which has caused yeah. a purge, which has caused a little breakout. But okay. apparently it's a good thing, and I've okay. read about it, and I can push through. Okay. But here's what I'm saying: I'm spending the money. I'm listening to the expert advice, and I don't look like a fucking doll. I look like a person with a couple of spots. So I can't work out how they <laughs> genuinely think that we just believe that that's just the truth because this is the thing like anything topical is not going to drastically change your well i mean sometimes it can get rid of acne blah blah blah, but it's not going to drastically change your appearance like if you want to do that it has to be invasive and we're not thick kardashians we are not thick and no oh i don't know anyway like we just i don't know i've spent so much money on my face and I genuinely, I just mean in that, like, my, my over the years, mm. accumulatively, I will have spent however much on, like, my cleanser and, like, finding the right cleanser and then trying this product and trying this product and whatever. And even now, I'm, like, very stuck in my routine. It still costs a lot of money when you compare it to, for example, what boy Alex spends on his face. So I must, I just, I keep thinking about that and I'm like, how much more must they like because i feel like i've got to like my peaks position with like what i can do for my face do you know what i mean like i can't think of anything else that i could do at home to make me look any better i've spent what i have and i've got where i've got and these this is what this is where i am yeah i don't know what the next step would be yeah it would have to be surgical yeah and probably, I mean, yeah. It's like, you know, but I was considering my spray tan she... booth. I was considering a spray, yeah, yeah. spray tan booth. Not genuinely, because I know that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever said in my life. But I looked, right? So I think it's like that. But on another level, she'll just have like a well, whole room it. in her house dedicated yeah. to things like laser machines. And she's probably got like, she's probably got at this point, I'm not even joking. She's probably got an esthetician like on retainer just like that works exclusively for her i honestly think she might do yeah 100 percent. because it's not like she's using her own products like same with kylie like that's what i i didn't articulate what i meant to say very well but it's like she's saying that she is in the top 10 percent of people that care about their skin or like care yeah. about how they look i'm like I, I believe that but i also don't believe that the rest of the 10 percent looks like her I think she is in a 0.0001% exactly. because it, it, like, it's literally her, her family and maybe Gwyneth Paltrow. But yeah. like nobody else in yeah. the 10%, like I wouldn't be in the 10%, I don't know enough about beauty, but I can think of people that would be in the top 10% because they really make an effort and yeah. they are nowhere near it like because it's impossible. Also, probably... It, the, uh, what she puts out is very curated so we actually probably don't know what she really looks like even their um their show it's got such a heavy blur filter on it hasn't it it's got it's got paris filter on it the old show did the old show didn't i, I think the the latter seasons did though well they definitely do when they're in the camera bit like in the sort of green screen to camera the, yeah. yeah that is ridiculous yeah. but i just think what's the point in doing that when you're also showing us how you really look the rest of the time yeah but like i mean if we if we're going to talk about this all the time i feel like sad is for chloe like that whole situation is just kind of like devastating to me i know like I know. her whole change in her her body looks and that has got to be surgical a hundred percent a hundred percent the thing is 
The thing is, it, is she saying she cares more than 90% of the people on this planet? I suspect it's more than 99.9% of people on this planet. She cares about her appearance. Granted, it's part, it's a huge, it's the biggest part of her job. But like, if you care that much and you have all, you have everything available to you, why the fuck wouldn't they do surgery? Do you know what I mean? I would, I would, if I cared that much and I had yeah, that much, I had, I had unlimited access to it, then I would too. So it's like, we're not stupid. I would look amazing. Anyway. Kardashian rant. But can I just ask a serious question? How much, genuinely our serious question, how much would you have to be paid yeah. to bleach your eyebrows? Not much, because I'd probably I'd just give it a go anyway. So probably not oh that God. much. Okay, what? Okay, I'm going to reframe the question. What can I do to get you <laughs> to bleach your eyebrows? Um, I, don't, I, have just, I just feel like I might give it a go. I, might, I don't know, like 50 quid? Sold. Immediately sold. <laughs> sold. Should we do a me podcast? Can <laughs> we can sponsor you to bleach your eyebrows for charity? I'll do that. Oh my God, yes, you will. You're a lovely person. Good for you. Okay, okay well, now I'm you're freaking up, me out. Like, I'm going to set up the link. No, that's really great, Al. That's really, really okay, good stop you. it. And the stop charity's going to really no, appreciate you're that. No, you're running You're running with this. Stop it. Give me a second. Let me think. No, 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 no. Famously, you work best when you don't think. Like, just, <laughs> Famously, just that's not correct. <laughs> Look at your fringe. Look I at will have kit. a fringe and bleached eyebrows and it will be bad times. Oh my God, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. But everything so grows, right? It'll just grow out, right? 100%. I think it'd be gone in Mind like you, eyebrows days. don't grow. No, fuck that. Eyebrows don't grow. Wait, do they? Do eyebrows grow? No, they don't grow. Yeah, I get my eyebrows tinted all the time and then the tint fades. Like, my tint's, like, gone. Look, realistically, it's going to be a lot easier for you to tint yours than me to tint mine because look at the colour difference in us. There's Sorry, can and we just... eyebrows are so dark. Acknowledge this. Eyebrows don't grow. You don't have to cut your eyebrows. Yet, when you pluck them, no. they grow back. So what the fuck? Um, okay, I have some thoughts. Alex has, my Alex, has one eyebrow hair. Yeah. That is the longest thing. Yeah. Like, you've ever seen. And it, it recurs that length. So, like, I okay. have to pluck it. And it's, like, so big. Okay. Like, I have to pluck it. It's really bad. But, like, um, that's one in however many, right? I think the others are growing longer. I think. And also, like, my dad's got really long eyebrows. Hang on. Do eyebrows grow? Like, I think old men get, like, really gribbly eyebrows and they have to trim them was it my eyebrows are trimmed Anu who does my eyebrows she trims them does she yeah you know Anu she does your eyebrows too yeah she like brushes them upwards and then trims them and they look great I feel there's nothing on the internet about it well there will be but my initial google search tells me not why is no one talking about this we have to cut our hair why don't we cut our eyebrows yeah, and I always think that with pubes. I'm like, why don't they just go down to your, like, knees? <laughs> like, how do they know when to stop? But maybe they do if they're just left. But they don't. Oh, my sure. God. So at certain points in our body, the hair knows when to stop. Yeah, our eyelashes know when to stop. They know when to stop. How do they know when to stop? Because our hair doesn't on our head. That doesn't yeah, know when to like, stop. Yeah, and, like, men with, like, moustaches, like, they don't know when to stop. They have to trim them. Otherwise, they yeah. get, like, really long. And beards. Yeah. So why? What's the differentiation? Like on our arms, they, they it won't grow past a certain length. 
But in your armpits, it would. It would just keep going, would it? Or would it stop, like, where a man stops? I think it would just I stop. I am genuine. My mind is genuinely blown. Well, everything fits a purpose, right? Serves a purpose. So your eyebrows exist to stop things getting landing in your eyes. Yeah. They're like a shelf. And then your yeah. eyelashes are like... But can I just say something on the eyelash front? My eyelashes are there to stop you getting stuff in your eyes. Except whenever I've got anything in my eyes, it's always an eyelash. Right. So this just doesn't make an awful lot of sense to me. Yeah. But... So maybe they just don't need to be any longer. That's why they stop. Maybe it's the same with underarm hair and pubic hair. I don't know when I'll get to oh an age where I can say pubic without being like, ew. <laughs> it is a gross word, it? but yeah. Fucking um, foul. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Okay, I have right. something else for you. Okay, hit me. Is it just me? Hi, girls. And by that, I mean the fab four of the podcast, The Universe. Oh, uh, Obviously, I love the pod. Oh, You know what? I'm going to read all of this. I'm going to read all of it out. We Go need on. this. Indulge we us. Need this. We both look exhausted. Um, <laughs> we do. We look <laughs> rough. Literally. Um, <laughs> earlier, like one of us said we look gross. And I was like, I genuinely don't know if it was like, you look gross or I look gross. I don't know who was being acknowledged, but we both <laughs> just took it. Um, I love the pod. I love it so much that you guys talking about getting your coils removed and rediscovering your cycles has inspired me to get to know my body as well. So I've ditched my long-term partner not your fault oh my god oh, what have we done oh, wow. she god. says it's not our fault I'm and so came sorry. up the pill after almost 17 years it turns out my body's a little shit but don't worry I still love you we've ruined this woman's life she's <laughs> lost her partner and like fucking made a decision that's just like completely fucked up her hormones sorry we love you but she still loves us which is remarkable and she says that's why I've turned to you and your wisdom with the following question the famous don't follow whatever we say honey do the opposite because we've got you bad places so far um <laughs> Is it just me, or do other people feel like children the moment that they are in the same room with proper adults? I am reasonably well educated. I've got a degree. The oh, I've got the degrees to show for it. Oof, I would call that multiple. a reasonably good education. Yeah, I'm, I haven't even got one. Uh, widely read. I've got a metric shit ton of books, and even more on the TBR pile. I can relate on that. And fairly, some say, too opinionated. Thirty-seven-year-old woman. And yet I always feel like I should be sat at the kids' table in the corner whenever I'm required to talk to somebody aged 50 or over, including family friends I've known since I was a toddler. Please tell me I'm not the only one. Sending lots of love from Austria. Yes, really. You're not the only one. Oh my God, no. I've become entirely inept when I'm around. And I'm always so surprised when people ask me for advice. Like, Like when somebody older than me asks me for advice. 
I'm like, oh my God. And I always just, I put a lot of pressure on myself that they want like a pithy take on something. Do you know what I mean? Like I really have to like, like yeah. deliver the answer. Like I can't relax. I'm always, I try, I tell you what I do, I just try too hard when I'm with old people. I have to say, I don't think anyone ever comes to me for advice actually. Mm. Well, old people older than me, definitely not. But I feel, I feel like this, what this girl's saying, I feel like that with everyone, unless it's a subject I know inside out inside and out right so I feel like diet culture body stuff like I know my stuff like I can I can talk till the cows come home about it but everything else I really do retreat which is great that we've got a podcast (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I retreat all these people are asking so much advice um but do you feel like you regress when you're like in the presence do you feel that you become less competent when you're around older people no no it depends who because it does depend who if they're older older no because I I feel like we're so much we're we're so much more well-versed than like our parents generation in a lot and especially like social issues and so pensioners like you can outwit them even with like our parents generation like all you need to do is like ask them to be real and you're like you've trounced them yeah they just have a chance. Yeah. I don't, this one's kind of thrown me off, really. Like, I'm friends with a lot of my mum's friends. And, like, I yeah. like to hang out with them. And, like, when I'm with them, I can, like, chat and chill. And, like, I'm with my mum as well. Like, we have a very, like, matey relationship. But there are some people in my life, some of her friends, that I end up... That I'm... Basically, that I'm scared of, Maybe. Okay. So maybe they're not part of the usual crowd, but there are a couple that like slightly intimidate me and I end up getting a bit odd with them because I just feel like I'm in trouble all the time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like there are some people that like are like going to be parents forever. Like even when their kids are like 35, like they're parents to their kids, but then they're also parents to like other kids. They're just, they're just like, just like old people. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like you're really good at like speaking chatting shit <laughs> no at like at like speaking about things that you don't know everything about do you know what I mean I feel like you still have fully formed opinions on it and you're like okay to share them yeah but I also like listening to other people's like I like I'm yeah. interested yeah, yeah, yeah. in like so yeah I guess that helps like I suppose whereas I feel like I have to know everything in order to say something Oh, I know what you mean. Old people always ask what you do, right? They always say, oh, what are you up to now? Like, what are you up to? What are you doing? And then, but we never ask old people what they do. Like, how many of, like, my parents' friends? I'm like, I've never asked you about your work. And so I think that's, like, a big part of the dynamic is it's, like, they're interested in you in a kind of, like, polite, parenty way. But you've never shown the same interest back again. So you're kind of on an uneven keel, which yeah. I think is why you feel like a child because you feel like you're being interrogated by them. Yeah. But then if you like flip the script and be interested in them and their jobs, then but if they're retired, you're a bit fucked. I guess you'd have to talk about like birds. Yeah, that's so what I was just like. thinking. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, what, what do old people, what do, what do, what do you do? I mean, like, I get yeah. on so well with our neighbours and they're in their 70s. Do you know what? That's so true. Like with my aunties, probably the past like 10 years, it like... 
and your mum as well, it becomes like apparent that they're actually like people as well with like jobs and they're like, they're not just, and then you're like, wow, like my auntie, my auntie Lyd was head midwife at um, the Royal in in Liverpool, which is a huge hospital. So she had this huge job and like only over the past like yeah probably like 10 years I'm like fuck that is so cool like you've had an like such an amazing job and you've seen so much but yet we're not encouraged as young people to ask them questions or show an interest in their work maybe because it's like thought that we wouldn't understand it I think that's actually a really big part of why you always feel like a child because actually you don't know these people in any capacity other than that they're older than you Mm. you don't know anything about them in every other situation if you go into an environment you know what the other kids do. You know where the other kids go to school. And I say kids, even though this woman was 37. But like, you know what your peers are doing, but we don't really show a massive amount of interest in older, yeah. in particularly older generation. So maybe yeah. that's why. Yeah. And maybe we just feel like they're not that interested in us because they're just asking out of politeness because they're our parents' friends. So you don't really talk on any proper level. But also I feel like it's quite nice to be humbled, you know? Like, I don't mind being like, oh, I'm too scared to speak, then that's fine. You know, I don't mind that. I'm like, cool, that's fine. Puts me, <laughs> oh, puts, no. puts me in my place, you know. You know, know, we you know me, I like, to, I like to make new friends. Yeah, but I mean, like, I'll if you're talking about stuff that, like, you feel like you, you want to retreat a bit, like, I don't mind that. I'm like, you know what, it's fine. When do you think's too old to go on the kids' table? Um, at 30. I was going to say that, but I know a 37-year-old that I would still put on. Maybe 38. Yeah. And Because I think I could still go on the kids' table. Like, I feel like I'm still a key player. Yeah. Like, yeah. they would choose me. Yeah, I think so. And I think so. But I'm often put on adult tables. So I don't want to show off. I think that's because I... <laughs> I don't know why. And maybe it's because I'm an adult. Um, Your ego. My God. <laughs> oh my god I was talking to someone today I was so blessed I was talking to Katie Buddenberg today um about imposter syndrome and she was saying bless her she's been saying online as well about like feeling like sometimes you know people just don't want to spend time with you like they they you know like you ask someone to do something and it just goes through your mind that they maybe do they don't want to do it or they you're talking to someone you think they'd rather be somewhere else and I was just sitting there and I was like oh my god like I empathise massively because it sounds awful, but I just can't relate. <laughs> and then I was like, oh my God, am I, am I a real prick? <laughs> yeah, you're a real prick. <laughs> I was just like, I just think I'm a treat. Am I not? Like, I just think like, if someone doesn't want to spend time with me, they'll just tell me or just not do it. Oh, no, I, I feel her. I hate that so much. Literally, whenever I'm at, I'm at a party and I'm speaking to someone, I'm always just thinking, this person just wants to get away from me. This person just wants to get away from me. But, like, they're wondering how. They're looking over my shoulder. I can tell. They're thinking, oh, my God, it's the hot, it's the worst feeling. And it makes you so defensive and, like, not want to, like, make new friends because you're like, do they actually... Anyway, is there this is any taking feeling a turn. Worse, is there any feeling worse than when you're in a social situation and you just know you're hyper aware of the fact that you're not doing your best work? Yeah, yeah. And then you know that you're losing your crowd. Or any worse feeling than knowing that someone is genuinely looking over their sh- over your shoulder and they've got zero interest of being there. But you can't yeah. make, you can't break yeah. the... I still want to say this on a podcast the other day because it's this, it's this thing. It's when you realise like you're halfway through a story 
And then yeah. you realise that the other person is not interested in your story. But you can't just stop speaking because yeah. that would be so weird. So yeah. you have to finish it so half-heartedly yes. and so disappointedly because you know that yeah. they don't give a fuck and they want to be anywhere else. And That's they so horrible. And, you and you're like, why did I start? Why did I start? Oh. I completely get that from an input. Like, that, and I panic. I get in such a panic if I set That's off painful. the wrong one. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, this is a risk because I've got to keep these people. Yeah. And what if someone comes and offers a canopy while I'm while I'm doing this? The momentum's lost. And then what do yeah. I finish the story? Yeah. And the, that's the worst. When you when you're telling a story, you get interrupted and the person doesn't ask you to finish the story. Oh That happens to, to me all the fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> Which says more about me than it does about other people. <laughs> I think it says that my stories are shit. But the the absolute deflation and, and the awkwardness, because you're like, did they do it on purpose? Do we all have to go back to pretending that I never started a story or did they just end me forget? Horrible feeling. Horrifying. Horrible. Horrible. Maybe I do have a bit of imposter syndrome in that situation because I do definitely relate to that. Like, that's the worst. But when I'm on form, I just think I'm smashing this. I love that. I love that. I would like to be like that. Maybe one yeah. day. I mean watch this space because it might not be working everybody could i mean you'd know are people slagging me off behind my back how do i how do i know well, i don't know you might hear them oh no <laughs> well they, like they, it's probably fine <laughs> like i don't know if you start hearing rumors that i'm like a massive dick and no one wants to hang out with me just let me know and i'll change my approach i could never let you know that how could i say like people think you're a dick i couldn't do that you are you joking you're a terrible friend. You wouldn't tell me. Well, it, it, if you're being a dick, then maybe. But if people just think your personality is a bit of a dick, then no, I'm not going to do that. Because you can't change your personality. You are who you are. But if you're I acting like a dick... entirely. If you're doing something like... Look at like, Kim Kardashian. She has rebranded. <laughs> as you said, queen of the rebrand. You could be anyone. I, Al, if this isn't working for me, I need to know and I will go and I will do some work on it. I will workshop this. I will try some stuff out and I will come back new and improved. You have to go to like personality school or something, wouldn't you? This is like the TV pilot. Like if it's if the reviews are bad, you do something. You get the writers together and you just you pull something out. You know what I mean? Okay, well, good to know. If it ever happens, I'll totally let you know. Yeah, you've got my full... You have my word. Not just permission, but like active encouragement, please. Okay. Sure. Please, yeah. If, like, I'll take you great need pleasure to know. in it. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet. You're just going to make it up. Now, you see, because now I'm getting self-conscious because we are going to this event tomorrow and I'm already panicking. So maybe I don't think I'm... I'll tell you what it is. I think if I make a plan with someone, then I think I'm a treat. Then I think they want to do it because they've said yes. But right. when you go to, like, what we're doing tomorrow... Yes. I'm just, I've just been invited by the brand. These other people have just been invited yes. by the brand. They haven't chosen to spend time with me. I'm just there. Yeah. I could be an asset or yeah. a huge, huge hindrance. Yeah, yeah. I could be, I could be the like, oh, it's going to be so yeah. great. We're going to have the best time. Such a bummer that M's going. But, <laughs> like, you know, it's worth, I'll just see, I can just ignore her. It's only a day. Like, that fills me with absolute fear of death. Fear of death. <laughs> I don't think you're that offensive. I don't think anyone's thinking that. Don't worry. No. No. Well, we no. I'll be. I'll be a mess. I'm, okay. I'm not going to leave. That was alone. a really mean thing to say. I don't think you're that offensive. That was so horrible. I didn't mean it like that. But you're not an offensive person. You're a nice person. No one's going to be thinking that. You know. 
I'm just a bit full on. But that could be my, you know, it's my, it's my, it's my best and my worst. You know, it's just, this is who I am. Yeah, you know but, I mean? but, but, yeah, yeah. Do you know what? We'll let, we'll let you know, guys. Listeners, we'll let you know. <laughs> I'm good at picking, <laughs> I'm good at picking up energy. So if I feel it, <laughs> we'll report oh, back. so awkward. I tell yeah, maybe I'm not as confident as I think I am. I just, I think I've got very good at accepting, I think this has been a big part of my life coaching. I've been very good at accepting that if people don't want to be in a situation, I'm not forcing them to be just by virtue of being who I am. So if I say, do you want to hang out with me? And you say, yes, I have no reason to think that you want to do anything else. Because I can't spend my life. Yeah thinking about what you might be thinking it's that's just, a waste it's, of energy it's it's not gonna yeah. work so i'm just gonna take you at face value and what i see is what i get if you're standing yeah. in front of me and replying to me i'm just gonna read between the lines that you are enjoying this conversation if you're not that's yeah. on you to go otherwise i'm just gonna do what i do yeah i've got very good at that <laughs> but, <laughs> but, the, but the eve of something like tomorrow <laughs> Do you know what? I totally... Because when I was, like, in the heyday of, like, beauty journalism, it was, like, press trips all the time. So I did loads and loads. And at one point, I thought, I'm going to have to stop, actively stop doing these because they're triggering me so much. Which, with maturity, that has totally disappeared. But, like, I felt like... I was just analysing so much of these things and thinking that people were trying to get away from me. People were not wanting to speak to me. People were like, it's a, it, like, just don't put me next to her at dinner. Like, I really had anxiety around this. I, I actually forgot about that because I don't really have that anymore because I think more along your lines, like, well, whatever, I don't... I, I think I'm much more comfortable with myself now and my personality, and I think I am who I am. Unlike you, I feel like I can't really change it at this point. And I also don't have the energy to change it. So, but at one point I did think like, I'm going to have to stop doing this because it's just really making me feel horrible. But anyway, that was sad. So anyway. (laughs) At least you never have to go to an event alone again now. Yay. (laughs) We come as a duo now. (laughs) We come as a package. And I'm delighted about it. And I just know that you're not. I can just see like sadness in your eyes every time I say that I'm excited. Every time I'm like, can't wait, I'll spend the time with you. You're always like... Yeah, it's really nice to get away. (laughs) (laughs) I'm delighted. I do it for comedic effect. (laughs) Right. We have been chatting shit for quite a long time now. But good shit. I enjoyed it. I did too. And we'll keep you posted, everybody. Maybe I will have imposter syndrome come Sunday. But as maybe it, I'll as do stands, live. Maybe I'll do live reporting from the event of how M's doing, M's performance. Commentator. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, no! Because yeah, actually, yes, but also just like I'm just I dread the moment you see like that milky sort of like fog appear in like a person's eyes as I'm speaking to you, and you realise that I've just lost them. <laughs> They've gone. <laughs> They've exited. I am now in a one-man conversation. She's killed the vibe. No. Oh, mortify. Mortify. No. Okay. Well, I'm going to have a sleep this night worrying about it. And, uh, <laughs> and I'll see you bright and early in Paddington tomorrow morning. I'll see you there. And thank you so much for listening, guys. We'll see you on Tuesday. All right. No, later, take guys. that back. Sorry. I, I totally fucked up. Sorry. We will see you on Monday. Thanks, guys. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Should I delete that? It's part of the ACAST Creator Network. Thank you. 
Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.